Hi there. You're listening to the Shift to Your Bliss podcast series. If you're in your 30s and beyond with some life experience and you're looking, indeed searching, for more in your life, your work, and your career, then you're in the right place. In this podcast series, we'll show you how to shift to your bliss. My name is Dr. Sheila Jaggard. I'm a world traveler from Machu Picchu to the pyramids of Egypt. I've studied alongside Thomas Leonard, Bob Proctor, Dean Graziosi, and Deepak Chopra. And after five decades, I've created my very own formula to help you shift to your bliss. Welcome to the podcast series, Shift to Your Bliss. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hi there, it's Dr. Sheila with Shift to Your Bliss. And today we're going to talk about the second part around transform, transformation, the T in shift. And uh, we talked last time about transforming our thinking and um, really welcoming the new and being able to take small steps towards what it was that was going to be our transformation. In this session, what I'd really like to talk to you about is um, how transformation can also be a massive shift. And we talked last time about Jonathan and having the car accident as that um, pinnacle piece that actually pushed him into uh, a whole new transformative, transformative way of being. And I think you heard him say in the episode that he was in that really people have told him that he manifested that and uh, that accident, and that the accident was the stimulus. Well, you know, I believe that to be true. I believe that there are times when we get a nudge, and uh, then there are times when we get uh, the proverbial smack up the back of the head. And um, for Jonathan, when I said that to him, he said, well, yeah, it was really. And, you know, sometimes we just have to be awake enough to recognize the nudge, because if you don't recognize the nudge, I can almost guarantee you, you will end up with the smack up the back of the head. And I had the same experience actually when I was in Egypt. And uh, it's this is really one of those stories where you can believe it or not believe it, but it did happen. I was absolutely transfixed by the archaeology and the the digging that was going on. And I spoke with one of the guides. I, I always, when I travel, spend a, a good amount of time beside the guide so that I can learn um, all kinds of things. And um, so I said to the guide, this is uh, amazing. And uh, I was just so fascinated by it. And I uh, and, and the guide said, would well, you want to see something really neat? And I said, sure. And she said, well, just a second, I have to go ask the lead guide. And I said, okay. So, I mean, there's always things to look at in in Egypt. And so um, she went and uh, had a conversation with the the lead guide who said, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. And then I'll bring the group later. So I thought, well, that's okay. So we're not going someplace where she's going to take me and I'm going to get lost. So she took me, it really was off the beaten track, and to this little hut And um, it had a thatch roof and there was a a little Egyptian man sitting outside and he had this ring of keys, very old keys. 
And uh, she spoke to him and uh, he opened the door, unlocked it. And um, then she said to me, walk in and go 10, turn to your left and go 10 paces forward. And I said, okay. And she said, um, when you get there, open your eyes and you will see Sekhmet. And Sekhmet was a cat goddess and um, not very nice, actually, have to admit. Sekhmet really didn't like humans. And so Sekhmet wanted to kill them all. And you can look up uh, the story about Sekhmet. I don't want to bore you with that right now. But so I said, okay. So I went in and she shut the door behind me, which should have been a clue. And um, I turned to the left, walked 10 paces forward. And when I opened my eyes, the little man that had been outside was up on the roof and was taking off uh, a, a small portion of the roof so that the sun shone down right on top of this black's, black onyx cat that was clearly 10 feet tall. Now, I'm allergic to cats, don't like cats. Uh, they do like me, however. And um, I'm looking at this cat and I'm thinking, I have no idea why I'm here. And she said to me before I went in, ask the cat a question. And I thought, well, okay, I'll ask the cat a question. So I asked the cat a question and I swear to you, as I sit here today, it came alive. The eyes shone and it got this hideous grin on its face. And there was this wind that literally pushed me back against the back wall. That's 10 paces. And I am now terrified. And I try to call out to the guide, but I have no voice. And I'm standing there looking at this cat that's just grinning at me. And finally, Deepak arrived with a group. And so they opened the door and they saw me and as soon as they opened the door, the cat went back to Onyx and I ran out. And Deepak stopped me and said, what happened? And I said, the cat came alive. He said, pardon? I said, the cat came alive. He said, well, what happened? And I said, well, I asked the cat a question. And he said, and? And I said, when I asked the question, the cat started to smile. And this wind came and pushed me to the back of the room. And he said, that's it. We're getting the Egyptologist. So the Egyptologist came along and I told him what happened. And he said, there is energy here in Egypt that no one can explain. And he said, I'm reasonably sure that that's what happened to you, that you had an exchange of energy with the black onyx cat. Now, that was all very, very weird. And I remember thinking to myself, how does that happen exactly? So I let it go. And when we got, we were traveling on the Nile. And when we got back to the ship, I said to my roommate, boy, I'm tired. I really, I just need to sleep. And um, she woke me up at dinner time and said, do you want some dinner? I said, no, I'm just really tired. So I'm, I'm good. Well, in the morning, I couldn't move. I mean, literally, I couldn't move. It was as if I was paralyzed. And so she ran to get uh, Deepak. And he came because he's a medical doctor. And he said, I have no idea what's going on with you. So of course he went to get our friendly Egyptologist who said, well, that's just um, energy sickness. Oh, 
uh, okay, uh, how, when's it going to go away? And he's, well, you can never tell. Great. So they had to literally carry me off the ship. And we were supposed to be going to Aswan that day. I couldn't go because I was supposed to be on a plane, couldn't get on the plane. So they left me at the airport. And because later when they came back from Aswan, we were going to fly to Cairo. And so <laughs> I'm laying there in the airport, not really able to move. And I remember um, they, one of the guides stayed with me and I said, going to the bathroom is going to be fun. And she said, it's okay, I'll hold you. And I thought, okay, it was an experience. When they came back from S1, I was still not able to move. And they loaded me onto the plane. They put me at the black back of this plane uh, where I could lie down. And I said, this is the weirdest thing. And the Egyptologist said, I have an idea. And he went to the pilot and said, we need to circle the pyramids three times and make sure you fly over the Sphinx. Okay. On the third pass, I sat upright and I was perfectly fine. And I said, what happened? And he said, ah, the Sphinx is the son of Sekhmet. And I said, okay, this is getting weirder and weirder by the moment. So it was an experience. I chalked it up to an experience in Egypt. When I came back, I was talking to my psychology prof and I said, this is what happened to me. And she said, that's a psychological depth charge. And it happens to you when you need to shift internally, intrinsically, intrinsically, so that you can actually move forward. What was Sekhmet about? I said, Sekhmet was an angry female cat. And she said, and? And I said, I get it. I was an angry female and Sekhmet was showing me how rage can push you back against a wall, how your anger can have so much control over you. So the transformation for me was realizing that now I had the black onyx cat, I will always remember, that gave me a transformative experience that I would never have believed if I hadn't experienced it myself. Now, I sincerely hope that you don't end up being pushed back against the wall by an onyx cat. But I will tell you this. It changed everything about the way I saw things. And the anger that I'd had it was a legitimate anger at the time, but it didn't need to stay in me. And it was about cleansing that out. Transformation is about letting go of those things that don't work for you anymore. It's about moving on to something far greater than you could ever imagine. I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't had that experience with Sekhmet, but I will tell you this, changed my life and change my way of looking at things. No, I still don't like cats. But I will tell you this, I have a great respect for energy now that I didn't have in the past. I encourage you, think about your story and your new story. Give it a name. Have something that you call it that's a pet name. Not necessarily segment, but a pet name. So that you can, in fact, have that title to go back to when your story comes to haunt you again. And by the way, I said this before, the story keeps showing up. The story keeps doing these kinds of things. I tell you these stories so that you can understand that there's more to this than just a very simple, oh yeah, well, this is the story of my life and this is how I'm going to be and all those kinds of things. I get that. But the truth is there's more work to this. Once you start down this path, 
of shifting to your bliss, you'll notice that things show up that push you forward on the journey. And honestly, every single time something happens, there is a smile that comes to your face because you think, ah, there it is. That's the transformative piece. I encourage you to continue your journey. This is our last session in this uh, podcast series. And I, I encourage you to not only use this for the story that you're currently resonating with, but you can use it over and over again because the stories keep coming. And this gives you an opportunity to make a shift all the time that things are, are stopping you, things that are holding you back. And it's been fun being with you for all these sessions. If you want to continue some work with me, please go to shifttoyourbliss.com. Go to the contact page, sign up and give me a call. Tell me you want to have a call, sign up for a call, do whatever you'd like to do, but I'd love to talk to you and we can carry on your shift to your bliss. As I've said all along, you know, life is a journey and we're all, we're all on that journey. I encourage you shifters continue to do the work because I know from personal experience, continuing to do the work has changed my life. It's been my pleasure and my privilege to be working with you. I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you again. We have some um, webinars that are coming up. Our first series is going to be on happiness. Um, so I encourage you to keep in touch and follow what we're doing. And again, thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure. God bless. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening today to the Shift to Your Bliss podcast series. If I said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at shifttoyourbliss.com and book a call with me or find the gifts that are free for you to download. Remember, life is a journey and we're all a work in progress. I'm Dr. Sheila and until next time, shifters, get out there and start your journey to bliss.